to preach on songs in the night. I appreciate being able uh, to give people the Word of God. But did you know that in God's Word it declares that there's going to be some night seasons in the life of the believer? A lot of times people say when you get saved, I've heard them say it on the televisions, on the radios. Evangelists have said it. They've made the statement that when we get saved, when we give our life to the Lord, all of our troubles disappear. That is not biblical. It is nowhere near biblical. In fact, you can expect the storms of life to come. They're coming to the child of God. And you say, well, where is it in the scriptures? Or we think of in the book of Genesis, man by the name of Joseph was sold into slavery by his whole family, his own brothers. And he was in a night season. I believe it was for 13 years. Let that sink in your mind. 13 years he was in prisons. He was mocked. He was laughed at by his brothers. I think about this, that the songs in the night that he must have learned to sing during the night seasons of his life. We think of another man by the name of David, the sweet psalmist of Israel. Think about David and all the storms and all the night seasons that he went in. And, and then think about the man by the name of Job. Boy, I used to then think uh, a lot about Job. And in fact, let me be honest this morning, I used to read the book of Job and I would hurry through it and say, man, I'd hate to be that guy. And then I woke up in a night season. And I can relate to Job. Every single one of us, under the sound of my voice, if you're genuinely born again and saved, somewhere along your life, you're going to come to a night season where you used to, where you were on the mountaintop one day, and then the next day you're down in the lowest valley. And uh, I understand this, that in the Christian's life, storms come not just little bit by little bit, but the majority of the time, they come swift and they come quickly. The storms of life will come. But I want you to understand this, that this writer here uh, is writing in the book of Job. He was telling Job there, one of his uh, su supposed friends, he said, God gives songs in the night. And in, in so many ways, he was mocking Job. He says, where's your song? How come you're not singing in the night seasons of your life? I want you to understand something, friend. Every single child of God that's genuinely saved, there is a song down in the depths of their heart and their soul. Someone said, where's that at? All right, I'll prove it to you. In the book of Ephesians, flip over there to chapter number four, I believe it is. Paul was telling the church of Ephesus uh, there how to be filled with the Spirit of God. I tell you, it wasn't just, a, uh, just something he talked about. He says in verse 18, and be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but this is the command of the Holy Spirit, but be filled with the Spirit of God. I believe God wants all of His children to be full of the Holy Spirit. Don't you today? Notice this in verse number 19. After we're filled with the Spirit of God, we're to speak to ourselves or yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord and giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. What does that mean, preacher? It means that when we're genuinely saved by God, and we're filled with the Spirit of God despite our circumstance. There is a song down in the depths of our heart and soul. I believe that when we get saved, 
some I can't explain it, but I believe that when we get saved, God inserts His Spirit down in the believer's heart. There is a continual song down in the soul of that believer. You say, how is that? I, I experience it in my life. Every now and again, I wake up. Early in the morning, sometimes it's the break of day. Sometimes it's 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. There will be a song that I had sung as a child that I grew up singing as a little boy uh, in church. That song will immediately pop in my head and I'm singing it down in my soul. I believe singing today is a wonderful gift of God. You ever thought about this, friend? You may not can carry a tune in the bucket. And uh, that's why you cannot sing in the choir. They won't let you sing. They paid you not to sing in the choir because they know how you cannot sing. Don't you understand? There's still a song in your heart today. We are to sing unto the Lord every day. I feel heaven just saying it today. Friend, there is a song in every a believer's heart. I tell you what we'll do when we get to heaven. We're all going to be amazed when we get there. But when we get there, you know what we're going to do? We're going to honor Him. We're going to sing praises to Him. And down here, we're just getting tuned to what is coming ahead. Don't you understand? In the midst of your troubles, in the night seasons of your life, there is still singing to be done. I understand this. Uh, reading some uh, uh, years ago about a, a man that was in Russia. And he was uh, uh, having Bible study in his little community. And of course we know uh, the Russians, they uh, do not allow uh, Christianity to be preached. In fact, if you get caught with the Bible over there, most likely you're headed to prison for having the Bible. And uh, there may be a few places over there that uh, kind of turn a, 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 a blind eye to it. I read of, of a man that was in, was in prison for having a Bible study in his home. And it grew from 5 to 10 to 20 people and exploded to 200 people. And the community found out about it. And uh, this man was arrested for his faith. And he went to prison. And he, he stayed in the prison. And every morning he would wake up at the break of day. And you know what he did every morning? He prayed. And then he'd sing praises to the Lord. He'd wake up and he'd acknowledge God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Then he began to sing. And the, the guards would begin to go to him and beat him and, 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 and try to tell him to stop. And, and the prisoners would make fun of him. And every day with stripes and bruises and, and blood oozing out of his body, every day he would wake up in that prison praising and singing praises. But that's what I'm saying about songs in the night. It does not matter where your circumstances if you really know Jesus, you're going to sing when it's good. You'll sing when it's bad. You'll sing when it's easy. You'll sing when it's hard. You'll still praise God even when you don't feel like it. I have a lot of friends that say, Preacher, where you've been, you don't have any right to keep praising God where you've been. I want to say I have every right as a born again child of God to praise Jesus no matter where I'm at, no matter where I go. I want the breath of the Spirit of God to be on me so thick that people say there is a Christian. Amen. I've studied my Bible long enough to know that when the night seasons come, friend, they're going to come and they'll come swiftly. And right now there may be one here under the sound of my voice. Listen to me. And you may not be in a night season, but it's coming. It's coming. It will come. It might be in the form of cancer. It might be in the form of your spouse walking in one day and saying they're through the marriage and they're gone for good. And the night season 
than is. It might be in the form of a child of getting out of immorality and, and, and sin. It might, and the list goes on and on. It could be the loss of your spouse uh, in death or the loss of a child even in death. But I'm here to tell you, friends, as these uh, Paul and Silas were in prison, they were in the darkest times of their life. And what they did is what we need to do when the night seasons come. Do not be afraid to praise God uh, during the night season because it makes the devil and the enemy flee from you when we praise and worship God. Amen. I tell you, I've had enough of uh, going to different churches uh, and uh, churches all around. Now listen, man, I've preached in Kentucky. I've preached in North Carolina. I preached in Tennessee. I preached all over North Georgia. And listen, in every church is about the same. We've got a few others really on fire for God. Then there's a few that sit there and the whole congregation seem like they've been eating sour grapes all week long. Can I get an amen on that? I can't
many of you here today know what the joy of the Lord is? I've been through some nice seasons in my life, and man, they weren't fun at all. Do you want to go back to them? No, sir. Or do you want to go back to the valleys of life? No. But I tell you how this man has learned a few things in the uh, last seasons of life. This, this uh, pepper and uh, gray hair that's coming in has taught me a few things. I'm 40 years old to, uh, uh, right now. And this is, don't, don't let my gray hair fool you. I'm still young. Amen. I want you to understand this. That I have learned something in my life uh, that when hard times come, uh, the joy of the Lord is still there. Listen, listen, I can't explain that. I remember going through the darkest valley of my life. I don't have time to get into it. Uh, but Brother Ty, I was so low. No one understood where I was at. But I would wake up in the middle of the night. I can't explain it, but there was like there was a line from my heart and my soul under into heaven. An anchor of the soul was there in my heart. And listen, I feel a tug from the other side. And me wanting to give up and quit and say, what's the use? And I tell you, that tug on the other side, let me know that there's joy awaiting me. There's glory in the next life. And listen, friend, today, just because you're in a night season does not mean you've got to give up and quit. If I was you in a night season, here's what I'd do. Just be faithful. I still praise God. Read your Bible. I pray and live in the joy of the Lord. Amen. Thank Him for what He's blessed you with. If you've got kids that are healthy, it's enough to raise holy hands to heaven. If you've got good health, man, you are rich today. If you've got a good church to attend, you are a rich individual. What I'm saying to you is this. When God saves you, He put His joy on the inside. And friend, that will always be there if you'll leave. Amen. I think about this. You know, a lot of people say, well, I just don't feel like being a Christian today. I can't help it. I am a Christian. Amen. I don't intend to change being a Christian. I intend to be a Christian till the day I die. In fact, a million years from now, I'm still going to be a Christian. Despite my circumstance and despite where I'm at, you notice the joy of the Lord is something that we're missing in the believers' lives today. Are you with me today? Watch this. Joy today is given by God. Real individual joy is given by God. I'm going to tell you this story. I had a deacon at uh, Friendship when I was a young, young pastor. I didn't know anything. I mean, I thought I knew everything. I was 10 feet tall and bulletproof. But I didn't know anything. This old deacon had been a deacon of friendship longer than I'd been alive. And he was laying in the medical center up there in Dahlonega there. I walked in. I was in my work clothes. And I knew he was in the hospital, but I didn't know how bad he was. And I walked in and they said, Preacher, you better get in and go see him. He's dying. He's dying. He said, uh, I walked in. He said, go in and say your last goodbyes. And there's his little wife on the bedside and slumped over her husband trying to draw his last breath. And he was, he was, he was literally dying. And she was weeping and praying and she grabbed me up with tears. She said, oh, preacher, my man is dying and I don't want him to die. And he was struggling for breath. He had emphysema. The nurses were running around doing their job. The family was all weeping and crying. She said, grabbing him and saying, Daddy, uh, you've been a good daddy. We love you. We'll see you. And my wife 
She said, Preacher, will you get down and have one last word of prayer with him? I said, I'll do my best, but I don't know if there's anything I can do. And I got down as humble as I know. Help me. I grabbed that little old lady up and we hugged each other. She grabbed my hand and we took our petition to God in heaven. And there was a night season among all of us. I just stepped right into it. And I saw the need and we got down on bending knee in prayer. We began to pray. And I remember, I don't remember a whole lot what I said, but I remember what the wife said. She said, God, I don't want to see him suffer no more. Heal him or take him home. God, heal him or take him home. And finally I looked down and heard and I said, God, if it's your will, heal this man, heal him. If it's not, take him home. We prayed that prayer and just in just like that, oh, that old man sat up in the bed where he was at. He leaned up and raised his hands toward heaven. And I said, he's getting ready to die. He took one big, laugh, a long breath. And he looked up at me and he said, God, he's just healed me. And the morphine was fixed to be pumped in his veins. He grabbed the nurse. He said, I don't want that morphine. I don't need it anymore. God has heard their prayer. I'm healed. He lived a whole other year. season there's still a song it may not be a song way up here singing soprano it might be a bass song but we just sing in low key and nobody knows it just you and God that man knew what it was to sing even in Arabic I'll never forget what he said he said preacher uh, preacher uh, I'm not afraid to die I don't want to die right now but he said there's joy even in the hour of death amen Understand this, the joy that Paul and Silas had is what we need in our churches today. You know why our churches are not full today? Because people have lost their joy. That's right. Oh, look at me like I don't know what I'm talking about. People have lost their joy today. You know why kids give up on going to church when they've been brought to church their whole life? Mom and Daddy have joined church, but they don't have it in the house. Come on now, don't 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 shut me off. You know why grandkids quit going to church because Grandma and Grandpa have joined church, but they don't have it at the house. They're fussing and bickering all the time. What I'm saying to you is this: If you're really saved, even during the night season, you'll find joy even in the home. There'll be joy on the job side. There'll be joy walking down the schools, uh, the hallways of your school. There'll be joy no matter where you're at because the king of the ages lives in here. When I wake up here, you ask my wife and my kids this. My kids get so ill at me because I wake up every morning and I'm singing and going through the house. It might be in coffee, I don't know. But I want to say this. I'm singing some gospel song telling my kids about the joy of the Lord. I want my babies to know that daddy loves Jesus in the morning. He loves Jesus in the evening. He loves Jesus in the nighttime. And may the song of, of the joy of the Lord be on me every day of my life. Understand this. These men had great joy. You know what joy really is? Joy is, uh, it was defined as a smile of happiness and the flower of glory. There's no man where I lease my farm at. He's dead now, and he was the old choir director of the church I grew up in, Walton Baptist Church. Great man. I asked him, I said, Ralph, how come you're always singing all the time? He says, because singing 
is just smiling on his soul. I said, Ralph, you realize what you just said? Have you ever said that before? He said, I've never said that before. He said, but that's all that this singing does. It's just smiling in his soul. I said, Ralph, I would need to write a song about that. And you know when we're really singing for the Lord, I'm not talking about just come up and say a few words and repeat words. I'm, really, I'm talking about singing down in here. I can't explain it, dear Christian, but I know there's a song down in my soul. When the night season comes, there's a song. When times are good, there's a song. There's, there's joy down on the inside. Here's the, the response of Paul and Silas during the night season of their life. Here's what they did. They sang praises to the Lord and the bands were loosed. An earthquake came. God may not change your circumstance. Like he did Paul and Silas. But he'll be with you during those circumstances. Has God ever left any of you today? Raise your hands. He's never left us. He's holy. He's held true to his word. He's never left us. He's not forsaken us. Not one time has he left me in the dark and said, I, he's never one time held me over the pits of eternity on a, on a spaghetti string and said, make it yourself, preacher. Not one time he has held me in his hand, in the palm of his hand by the power of his word. His word has, has upheld me and sustained me. He did the same for Paul and Silas. Their circumstance didn't change just like that. But when God came on the scene as they were praying, as they were worshiping and praising God and in singing, friend, all of a sudden, could you imagine being there? Their bands were loose. God sent the angel down there and caused an earthquake to come. And they got up out of there. And that little old Philippian jailer on the other side of the screen said, uh, uh, said I don't know what happened. But there's something to these boys uh, that sing praises to God during the night season. There's something to them. And I want what they God, amen. I tell you, that's what we need in our churches now is men and women of God that will praise Jesus no matter their circumstance and that the world will see you doing it and they will be changed in a moment in a twinkling of eye. They'll get Jesus in their heart and trust Him if they'll believe. You know, during the night season of my life, I've had countless numbers of people come to me and call me and tell me, said, Preacher, you're my hero. How did you make it? I'd point up and say, Jesus, I want to be like Paul and Silas. I want to be a soul winner. Don't you? Amen. There's no greater word than winning souls for him. Am I right, preacher? Just winning souls, get added under the church. Letting folks really get, I'm not talking about just really saying, Lord, do this, Lord. I'm talking about really genuinely getting born again. That's not what I'm talking about. But really genuinely getting saved. You know why I can sing during the night? Because I'm saved. Amen. You know why you can sing during the night? Because you're saved. You can sing during cancer. You can sing during uh, the hardships of your life. You can sing when your kids leave you. And listen, friend, I tell you this, it may not, I'm not telling you it's going to be easy. But I am saying this, in the night season of your life, Jesus is there. Come on. He's there. 
I want to hurry and come to a close and say this today. Friend, that during your night season, the world watches you more than you think. More than you think. I was a young man, grew up in White County, Georgia. I had no idea, no idea that there was a young lady watching my life. As far as I know, she did not go to church, but I was raised in church. I got saved at an early age. Thankfully, my daddy didn't give me an option about going to church. He said, it's either you go or you're going. That's it. <laughs> I was drugged to church. Loved it. I, I went by the church I was raised in this morning, all the way over here. And I said, God, I, in my spirit, I said, God, I miss the old water that I grew up with. Of course, they're all dead and gone now, but a handful's left. And I miss them so bad. But that young lady, she looked at me, and she was kind, and I didn't have, I mean, she, she went to me, she was on the other side of the spectrum, and there I was, the big football player, basketball player, baseball player, track, everything, we did it all. But she was watching me from a distance, and when we graduated, she was signing our annuals. Y'all know what annuals are? <laughs> she signed my annual, and she put this in my annual. I had no idea she was watching my life. She said, Lance, because of you, because of you, I'm trusting Jesus. I had no clue. I didn't even know what to say to her. I just kind of looked at her, you know, you know, thank the Lord. I was just a young man. I didn't know. But do you know who's watching you when you go through the dark times? Is the world. They're in, They're watching every step, every breath, every word, everything you say and you do. They are weighing in their balances. A lot of people throw in the towel too quick and say, God, this is too hard. I'm going back to my worldly ways. And they give up just too easy. But I'm here to tell you, if you'll stay with God, I promise you, He's already stayed with you. And during that night season, you don't know who you might win during the night season of your life. Think about this, and I'm closing. I know you don't believe me, but I'm done. What if you were the last Christian in the world? Right now, listen to me now. And nobody else was saved. It was just you and all the world was against you. Did you know this? That even if the world was against you, you still got God in heaven if the world be against you? No matter. You've got Jesus down in here. And you can take on the world if you've got God. You can win the world if you'll go with joy. And sing like you've never sang before. Or do you remember the days when you used to really sing? Take a trip back with me now down memory lane. I'm, I'm close. Do you remember when the Lord saved you? Raise your hand if you remember when God saved you. Do you remember the burden of sin that was so heavy? Do you remember that? Do you remember God the Holy Spirit saying, I want you. I want you to come to Jesus. Do you remember the moment you laid it all down at the feet of Jesus? And when you laid it at his feet, and it, at least it wasn't a, a literal laying, but it was giving your whole heart and your soul to Jesus. 
And the moment you did just that, so I can't explain it, but I know it happened. He took that burden of sin and took it away. I didn't hear a, uh, see a light from heaven. I didn't hear a voice from heaven. I tell you what I did do, though. He took that burden. He put peace down on the inside. And I went to bed that night after I got saved on Wednesday night in October. As a 12-year-old boy, I said, All right, Mr. Devil, if I die tonight, it is okay because I'm on my way to heaven because the burden is gone. Do you remember that? Do you remember getting up the next few days and having some joy about you? I went right to school. I couldn't help her. I didn't know if she's a Christian or not. I was just in sixth grade. And I run to her and I said, do you know what happened to me? What? The Lord saved me last night. And she's all gruffy and mean sounding. And all of a sudden she knew what I was talking about. And she goes, oh, thank you. <laughs> and immediately that sour spirit that she had changed when I told her I got saved. Don't you want that again today if you're a Christian? Don't you want to praise and worship God, not just during the good times, but even during the bad, lonely, heartfelt night season? Are you willing to worship Him today the right way? I'm not saying you didn't do it the right way. I'm just saying when hard times come, still be willing to worship and honor Him today. Can we give an invitation? Yes. Is that well, you pastor, come up here and help me out, please. Come on, we'll get to you. Is there someone here right now that's in the night season? Maybe there's somebody here to comfort you. Maybe there's somebody here today that's in the valley. And you haven't felt like worshiping God like you ought to. And you say, I can't get where I want to be. You know God's waiting on you. Waiting on you. Waiting on you. As we give an invitation to give, I want you to know there's hope for you in the night season of your life. You may not be in prison right now. You may not be in facing cancer, disease, or death, but it's coming. Will you be willing to worship it even then? Can you do that? I want to say he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And I close by saying as we stand all the house, I honor Jesus even now and thank Him for how He's helped this preacher and this man. And maybe it's been a long time since you just bowed and said, thank you Lord.